Welcome to Season 2 from A Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter. Joining me today is Danny Garrett, the owner of Preston Tuition Centre. We're going to be talking all about what that is and why Danny is so passionate about it. So welcome to the podcast, Danny. How are you today? Thanks, Lucy. Yep, I'm good, pretty well. Can't complain. Yourself? (laughs) Yeah, good, thank you. So Preston Tuition Centre, it's kind of self-explanatory in a way in the name, you took over two years ago. Why did you decide to take over and what was that sort of transition like? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I've always wanted to be a maths teacher, I guess, first of all. So I went to university and, yeah, became a maths teacher. Uh, by the end of that, I wasn't fully sold on the whole working in school full-time thing. So I took up tuition as well as doing, yeah, like working for my dad um, a bit. So I pushed that side for several years, built a website, advertised other tutors, etc. took bits of commission from work I gave them. Um, and it was just, it just seemed like the next step. I, I love the tuition side of things because it's the best part of teaching. You actually get to teach and the paperwork and ticking boxes and pleasing people above you just doesn't, doesn't exist. Um, and not in the same way anyway. Um, so I knew the previous owner, um, the previous owner, and uh, so I, know, I knew their son, to be fair, and they themselves went to my church. And um, so they knew what I did. Um, and they kind of mentioned it to me. We had a conversation and then we kind of left it. And then a year later, um, I went back to them and said, are you still looking at, yeah, potentially finishing and retiring? Um, and they had been waiting for me or somebody to come to them and like thinking on it and, yeah, and praying about it, which is cool. So, and they felt it was really right to pass it on to me, which was amazing. Um, so that is why it happened and um, kind of be a next step for me. I've always wanted to own my own business and I work for myself. Um, and yeah, I, I love, yeah, educating young people. So that is where that came from. So you sound like a like a bit of an entrepreneur as well, in terms <laughs> of sort of wanting to own your business and things like that. So from like a young age, were you always interested in sort of learning and maths and things like that? Yeah, um, I always I always like maths. I don't. Yeah, it's one of those. It's like Marmite. You either love it or you hate it. Like your brain likes it or your brain doesn't like it. Um, thankfully, my did uh, history was actually my favourite subject at school. I don't know why. I just love learning about the World War stuff. But um, was never massive into education. But I didn't work too hard and came out with fairly good grades. It's one of those kind of not ultra annoying people, but fairly annoying people. Um, <laughs> But yeah, then it was it wasn't really until after that college I did business studies um, and that's where things started intriguing me. And I followed certain people maybe on social media and saw what they were doing and just realized yeah, bit by bit that I wanted to yeah, work for myself. So then it was more thinking of what what can I do? What's interesting? Um, I actually for a, a couple of different summers, I, I owned Preston foot golf um which is a mix of football and golf um which yeah. is essentially you're on golf you're on golf courses you make bigger holes that football goes into and you're kicking a football down the fairways and getting it into a hole that's oh, obviously wow. not quite on the same green it's slightly away not to annoy the golfers but but yeah so foot golf was a bit of a national thing a new thing that was coming up at the time and there wasn't one in central preston so yeah i took it to what was ingle golf club at the time now which no no longer exists 
And then we moved over to Guzno Golf Club a bit out in the sticks. And again, sadly, that no longer exists now. So it was one of those. I tried it. It was a bit of fun. I love football. It got me into running things and learning how things went. And mm-hmm. it went okay whilst it was there. And, and then it stopped. Um, but yeah, so that's that was my first dip into yeah, something entrepreneurial, I guess. And then I kind of decided that the next step was probably to yeah focus on what I know and, and what I enjoy doing. So more of a focus on the tuition side of stuff. And yeah, that's where we are now. You seem like someone who do really well on The Apprentice. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> well, I used, I used to watch The Apprentice. And I think, I don't know, people on there just seem too devious. I think I'd be too nice and honest. I'm not going to lie. I feel like you've got to have something more about you in, I don't know, that some people would say a negative traits, but obviously not in the business world. It can be kind of, yeah, yeah I don't know. I just didn't see me. I'd have to be too nice and honest and just sometimes it doesn't work. So yeah, maybe, maybe I'd do all right. Who knows? Yeah. When you're talking about maths though, like I, I loved maths at school. It's a lot to do with the teacher, isn't it? A lot to do with your relationship with the teacher. If you like them, if they like you, you know, if the lessons are fun. Um, yeah. So like maths, I used to love because we had such a good teacher, but I used to be terrible at like dividing and fractions and what's it called percentages, but I was like the queen of expanding brackets and finding out X. Like I could find X for like days and never get fed up of it and like all them simultaneous equations, but they're not now helpful for me. So Carto, do you remember that? And like Python. Yes, Sokotoa, I know. Yeah, exactly. Trigonometry. trigonometry I loved that and like the circles working out all the circle and angles and in Pythagoras I used to love all that but now it doesn't really help me because I still I need a calculator if I'm working out something really small in a shop so it's difficult (laughs) but it was a very fun subject of mine um so why do you so you obviously you trained to be the maths teacher and then you said about the tuition so what ages were you sort of teaching what was your kind of age at at the Preston tuition center that you you teach and cater for yeah so I I qualified as a secondary teacher so the degree was secondary education with mathematics um so it is yeah year seven to eleven so ages eleven to sixteen um and at the tuition center we are covered like insurance wise sort of thing and to offer tuition for ages five through to 18 so literally the whole start of primary school um through to um college age and so anyone that's doing the a levels um so it's so we start we we focus on the secondary there's quite a few centers that are around like within lancashire um a lot of them tend to focus more on primary um we've seen a few and they've got like loads of computers they're on a computer they've got a set task that they do and it seems to be a lot of younger kids but we wanted to focus more on secondary um i say we it was obviously it's myself but i brought on um fairly quickly somebody else to do the english the previous owner did the english and the maths himself um as he was an english like trained but and he felt he was able to pick up the maths whereas i find it a bit more difficult knowing a lot about maths but english is just so vast and it just to me yeah. it just seems yeah I'd, I'd find it difficult to do it well enough <laughs> you're either one or the other I find you're either yeah. sort of sciencey and mathsy and then go down that more not academic approach but the more sciencey side or I think you're more Englishy and creative I don't know that yeah yeah no I, I I agree and I think in terms of if I was being greedy with the money I'm like yeah I'll learn the English and I'll just I'll do it all myself from the start but I thought I was better offering a better service so I, I pretty quickly got on board 
um, someone called George Kulbaki. Um, again, I know him from my church. I'm very lucky to know him, but he was the head of English at Our Ladies High School in um, in Fulwood, Preston, um, for 16 years. Um, so I, mean, I just happenly, happened to know him um, and he was coming towards retiring. So he's jumped on board a couple of days a week and he does all our English stuff and he's obviously brilliant, writes his own textbooks, goes into other schools to improve their teaching, etc. So so straight away, I had myself a maths um, in the area I was comfortable with um, and George for English, who, yeah, again, was secondary trained. Um, and we then pretty quickly after that, quickly after that, probably a yeah, year after taking over, we added science to it. Um, in which the previous owner had had at some point, but had stopped. But yeah, we added science in um, and we've got, yeah, our science student travels in from Wigan uh, to be with us because it was a recommendation. Um, and yeah, that's worked out really well. And since then, we've we've added primary in it as well. Um, so yeah, now we cover mass English science at secondary and whatever subjects need covering at primary, mainly phonics, English, you know, the literacy and numeracy it tends to be. But yeah, a wide range for sure. Do you find that children going to tutors are more receptive to receive the and learn the education than when they're in school? Because, you know, if you say someone's struggling in maths at school and they're not necessarily paying for the education that, uh, and then they're coming to you and paying for you, that they're more likely to try and learn. And that does that one-on-one also help them? Yeah, it can, it depends really. I think at the start, most people tend to be a bit cautious and a bit I don't want to go I'm going somewhere after school when I should be at home in front of the TV uh, I'm going to do more work so it's always a bit of a tough start but I think the benefit of coming somewhere like ourselves um, at Press Nutrition Centre is that we we are teachers so we can deliver what needs delivering but we don't have to quite act like teachers would in school you've not got 32 kids you're not a I think I feel like we all act a different way teachers do we have to act a bit of a different way to what we would usually and we can be a lot more closer to ourselves and when we're in this environment we can have a chat about what people have been up to the weekends we can have a laugh we can make jokes sort of thing and it just you can't get away with it as much it takes a very skilled teacher to get the right balance in a school and so I think we do benefit from that side and I don't I don't think it's the the setting necessarily the fact that it's it's not in school it's somewhere else i think it's down to the the tutor the, the individual yeah the tutor still to make it to make them feel comfortable and like they can learn more and yes obviously there's only we we, we don't do too much one-to-one in the center we probably we're allowed up to five we probably have three or four per teacher it's all individual it's all individually um aimed there's no group work or anything you're all sat at your own sort of desk it could be a year 11 a year seven a year nine it's all completely different and um but yeah i think it's so obviously that helps, but I think it's definitely down to the the way that we can be and um, the relaxed environment that we have. Um, I think, the, yeah, students seem to, every time, to be fair, any time that we've had anybody, we offer a free assessment and any time we've had anybody come, we've only had one person that's come for a free assessment and that's not come for sessions because our feedback was that they were um, where they should be and they didn't really need tuition. Um, and ev- literally everybody else has started sessions and at least had um, a few sessions with us, which is obviously a testament to, I guess, the atmosphere that we were able to create there. Um, so, yeah, so we're happy with where we're at and students seem to be as well, which is which is great. What does it feel like when you're, say you're helping someone with maths and then sort of they do a test or an assessment at school and they're getting higher and what's that feel like for you when they're like, yeah, I did it, well, like... Yeah, I mean, it's good because obviously people are paying money for our services. It's not free. So we kind of feel like we have to be getting results. Obviously, it's not all down to us. We can only 
um, tell them how to revise, help them with certain subjects. We can, we can, we can only, you know, do so much. And then it is down to the individual. So it is put back on them. Um, so, but yeah, come August when it's results day, we get as nervous as the kids because obviously we've been paid by parents sometimes hundreds of pounds over however long it, it can be. And it, it, yeah, it can be nerve wracking. So from that side of things, it can be a relief. Um, but yeah, in general to see progress, um, in an individual that has been struggling in an area or in a subject and to jump up a grade, whatever, it's it certainly, yeah, it's great to see. Um, and, and thankfully we do see that a lot and probably quicker than you do in school um, with 30 odd kids. It's, it's much easier to um, yeah, help people reach their potential with just a few in there. So yeah, it's a great feeling. Certainly enjoy it. And part of the reason I started it and still do it now. You didn't mention that you teach languages. Would you have any sort of, plans in the future to add add that in because at school it's very difficult isn't it to um I don't know I feel like language teachers are, are great but if someone that struggles to learn a new language and they then clash with the teacher they're not going to want to learn the language and you know I think it's like such a nice thing when you go to Spain or France and you can speak the language and sort of interact with them and learn the culture have you any plans to add in language teachers yeah, agreed for sure. It, de- it definitely helps. I actually I did the French GCSE, but I actually wish I'd taken Spanish because I always go to Spanish islands on holiday. Yeah. Um, so it, it definitely helps for sure. Um, and I know more Spanish than I do French and I didn't even do it. So it definitely does help. Um, so at the centre itself, possibly, um, but we do already offer. So I mentioned earlier when I when I realised I didn't want to be a teacher, I actually set up a different a website that advertised tutors of various subjects and we took a commission from anything that we we took the calls in provided them to tutors and um, so that is how we still work for not the core subjects or if people can't make it into the center and um, then we still provide english math and science outside of it occasionally but yeah we we cover french and we cover spanish we've had geography history we even had one latin once to be fair um so um so yeah we do we do cover those not in the center the only thing we could do when we thought about doing is we only use the center um currently after school hours obviously um which makes sense but there there is potential to have maybe you know start there are language schools that exist that focus just on languages but it would probably have to be during the daytime just because all our hours are currently filled with english maths and science but yeah it's something that's definitely there um, in fact, our English teacher's uh, wife has has joined that team. Um, she taught at Newman um, and a few high schools as well, French. So so she's French, so she's available. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so it's certainly there, but maybe not in the centre. We try we try not to offer everything in the centre. We have a core focus there and, yeah, expand online, uh, slashing people's homes. Yeah, and I think sort of, I don't know, I languages at my school so in year seven and eight we learned mandarin because we were told that chinese is the sort of future um which was like so hard to learn it was so difficult i mean i can count to 100 still i can say hello goodbye sorry thank you that is it i can't say yes or no i couldn't tell you what they were but that was good but then in year nine we we added in year nine we then added latin and so we learned Latin for a year, which is all sort of Caecilius, which only people who studied Latin will know about Caecilius and his journey, um, which helped learn me like pick up my Spanish because I then did Spanish just GCSE with French. But I was definitely more of a language person because I nearly did it at, at uni, did Spanish. But um, yeah, such varied, varied syllabi. Nice. 
Wait, were you were you in Preston? Syllabi. It was in um it was in Lancashire, but it wasn't in it was in Lancashire. Preston. I was gonna say what well, I didn't yeah, so I, I don't know what many schools that that do that. So that's that's intriguing. I didn't know that yeah. was I knew some still do Latin, but Mandarin, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um but that brings me on to asking about syllabuses, but then I feel like it's syllabi. I don't know which one it is. Um know, in, I don't. <laughs> in terms of you know, and I, I learned this with my master's about the different education systems, uh, like free schools, state schools, what the, what their syllabuses provide. Um, some schools, you know, there's the national curriculum, isn't there? Um, what do you think of it? <laughs> <laughs> what do I think of it? Um, because, so, because I think, yeah. and I'll, I'll add this, but yeah, it's down it's down to like so French or, or Spanish GCSE so you had your topics you had environment you had immigration you had holidays you had uh, exercises and things you like to do but you didn't have how to order a train ticket if you're in Madrid or Barcelona how to order a cocktail if you want to go to the bar yeah. and drink how to ask what time clubs are closed or what time restaurants open or how to book a table. You didn't learn that kind of thing. So you're in Spain at a train station saying, oh, I don't know how to ask that, but I can give you a 10 mark oral answer on the pros and cons of the environment. What, like, yeah, that's an example exactly. of that. So, no, that, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. I think in terms of some of the core subjects, I think the curriculum is all right, to be fair. Um, I think the, the core ones is in maths, English um, and such. I think in general, <clears throat> it's been okay. Um, but I think it's more of an issue potentially for the like things like languages. And I feel like if I, when I was at home and say I was doing the French GCC and I was prepping for it, my parents who did it back in school, you know, at that time will have been, you know, 30 years ago or something, they remembered more than I did and I was studying it at the time. And I feel like we were certainly with some subjects um, or taught or we just delivered stuff that will pass. material that will yeah pass the exam. Yeah, exactly. We're just to, to get grades up, but like, I don't, which yeah, great. Fine. Come out with, I came out with five A's, five B's. Well but done. Really? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, but which is, which is, yeah, which is great. But I got an A in French and if I was to do it now, what would I get? An E, maybe. You know, like, genuinely, like I, I wouldn't remember it. So, like, oh, are we being taught just to look good to get us onto that next level, or are we being taught properly? I think in some cases it's being taught to get us to the next stage, and we're not actually learning as much as we should be doing. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, and and like you said, maybe it's like different styles of of learning as well. Um what what do you think in terms of so like pshae or whatever it was called it's physical, <laughs> yeah. social health environmental education that would be a wednesday afternoon at our school for one hour end of the day bit of a, a dossing around hour where you wouldn't really do much you you, you know you wouldn't chat but you you, you didn't really care because you weren't getting examined mm -hmm. on it so it it didn't matter yeah. what, do you see what i mean it didn't matter what you got what you did but then I look back and I think, you know, we did, I remember we did a day about, um, like we had to pretend we had a house and look at the mortgage and all that kind of stuff, but no one took it seriously because there was not an exam at the end of it. Whereas now I think it would have been really helpful if we'd have had like weekly tax classes, income tax, you know, all that kind of thing. 
Exactly. No, I, I agree. Yeah, exactly. That was your point with the um, with the languages as well. Like, yeah, you're taught to say your name and spell your name out, but you know, you're not going to go up to someone and say, "Oh, my name's Daniel Garrett." It's spelled D A N. You know, it's not. It's not. Gonna, you're not going to do it. Like, um, but it gets you marked. So I think this has come up quite a few times in, yeah, in the news, whatever that um, that this is something that people are aware of. I've seen small changes. Um, business studies which what some schools has just been well not non-existent it's only been a college subject has come into schools which is a step which is a, i think a really good step um it gets you thinking about money and how you know how things work when you step out of school um, so that's a start but yeah you're right are we are we taught to to be an adult <laughs> how to yeah. are we or are we just are we just given grades and then we have to find our own way once we hit 18 20 whatever whatever it is i think there's a long long way to go um where it's yeah putting a real emphasis on it and not just giving people oh it's a free you know people treat it as a free lesson oh we can just dos we don't need to know about taxes it's it's changing mindsets i yeah. think is part of it like general studies i did that and i couldn't tell you one thing about general studies and what we did it was just i don't know um and also, though, I think what's changing from when I was at school or maybe just starting when I was in college in sixth form is that it was very much like you go to high school, college, uni. And then now I think schools are more accepting. There's other ways of you don't just have to go to uni. You can do vocational courses. You can do apprenticeships like someone who's good with their hands and is very practical would not sit through lectures at uni and would not write essays but that doesn't mean they're not intelligent it's and I think it's that mindset isn't it of you know someone might just want to be and this is stereotypical someone might just want to be like a cleaner or a bricklayer but that doesn't mean they're thick and that doesn't mean that's a stupid job compared to a doctor or someone it's kind of do you think it's people's mindsets yeah, it's, it, it was a stereotype. When I was in school, if people were having interviews for colleges and everyone would ask, as they do, because people are interested. Like, So we were Runshaw College in Leyland or Newman College in Preston City Centre. And then if anyone said they were going next door, literally my, next door to my school was Preston College, everyone would be like, oh, you're going to Preston College? Like, yeah. And again, it would be, oh, you're thick, you're not clever. But people yeah. just learn in different ways and people's brains might not be just wired to to go and get an a in english that just not might be and then, then go to university and study english like to do whatever job that, that would lead you to yeah they might just know i'm a hands-on person i like doing things i like yeah i'm, I'm good with yeah building things and yeah you, you don't need to go and go get a levels in business studies in english in maths history whatever it is to be able to to go and yeah create your own business in bricklay and whatever it is so yeah you, you best go into Preston college so it's a hundred percent a mindset stereotype thing that that needs altering and i think there's been improvements but again a long way to go i think do you think so then at preston tuition center do you sort of figure out what people's learning styles are before you tutor them like because there's what is it there's is it kinesthetic there's like yeah so that's hands-on yeah then there's like audio and then there's like i don't visual. know yeah exactly yeah so visual seeing it yeah hearing it with audio kinesthetic is a bit more like hands-on if you can you know but like going back to like an old school abacus or whatever you know if you can like fidget with something that kind of helps you do it that's the way they're going to take it in so yeah we offer a free assessment um to everyone that's usually 40 minutes to an hour um and depending on what subjects they're struggling with, we'll come in and we'll we'll do maths in English. We may do maths, English, and science, but yeah, often maths in English, and it just just a bit of a look at their at where they are at, I guess, first of all, level wise, so we know where to start our tuition. There's no point 
bringing someone in and giving them a higher paper to have a look at when they're aiming for a grade four, which is an old school grade C. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's changed. I know, yeah, it's not been changed in every subject or at every level, but it's changed at a high school and certainly, yeah, it is confusing. Um, but but yes, we, we, we need to know, we get to know the individual. It's not always done straight away in the assessment. We get a small idea and then probably over the next few weeks, I guess we get a bit more of an idea um, maybe we'll, there's a few topics which we can pick out where we can try it a few different ways. And if one way sticks, you're like, okay, you like you prefer that way of learning. There should never be a blanket way that applies to everyone, which is why it's, I mean, in an ideal world, we wouldn't have 32 people in a class. We wouldn't have just able to afford no TAs or one TA per class, like teaching assistant. Um, we'd have people split up and able to see when people are struggling or yeah, offer different ways of learning and put, you know, if you split a class into three and you could have three teachers and just 10 in each and yeah, one was for your visual learners, one was for your kinesthetic, you know, it'd be great. And this is in an ideal world, which just can't happen. But I guess that's why we exist um, at Situation Centre. So I'd love things to be better in schools, but yeah, I guess it means that we get um, people coming to us and we're able to do our job. Um, so yeah, we're happy to be able to do that. It'd just be great to see some changes for the better within schools as well, I guess. Yeah, and as, as we mentioned, you took over two years ago, so pretty much before the start of the, the pandemic and, and the lockdowns. Um, how was that in terms of how you delivered the lessons? Did you do it on Zoom or just short? We did. Uh, yeah, so obviously we took over in the August prior to that. Um, and then come, I think it was March the 18th, I think was our last day in the centre, I'm pretty sure, 2020. Um, so, Good day. Was it? <laughs> I love that. I'm in March as well. It's the best month, March 6th for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, our year 11s just stopped. A lot of our students are year 11s. We focus on GCSEs. Naturally, we get a lot of calls about GCSEs. So we, we lost probably just shy of £18,000 worth of income. Um, just from the fact that that happened and um, purely from those students that year um, because mm-hmm. that's probably our busiest time by March we're, 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 we've got a good number of students there and a lot of them are year 11 so they just stopped straight away um, thankfully the, the government did um, pretty well with helping with funding um, so we, we we did all right from that and kind of recovered most of it from working through the summer but yeah we, we worked um, on Zoom we put everyone else on Zoom that was willing to do it it was obviously fairly new at that time and a lot of people weren't sure about it it's very different to 18 months later where everyone Zoom is just second nature <laughs> um, it wasn't like that then so we had a lot that just didn't come on board and thought oh, we'll just leave it for now and see where it goes so so we, we did struggle um, yeah a bit to be fair um, it was it was a challenge Um in general, in terms of just keeping going, in terms of getting money in from a selfish point of view. Um, but for the individuals that needed, that were behind and needed help, it was it was difficult. We had to find a new way of teaching it on via a whiteboard on a laptop screen. Um, it was slower. We couldn't have as many students in there. Um, we did just step back to one-to-one for, for quite a while, to be fair, just whilst we got used to it. Um, but yeah, interesting and challenging time for sure. And you did like a little spruce up, you said, over the summer of the um, of the business. What did that entail? Yeah, exactly. So um, we ended up getting back to the centre a, a couple of different stages in between lockdowns. Um, we did it as soon as we could. We did it in a safe way. We cleaned all desks, put a, a gap between sessions as well, first of all. And we transferred away from Zoom. We just kind of got through that, that last school year. Um, but yeah, this is just taking us back to the summer that we've just gone, so 2021. Um, 
yeah, the previous owner had he's probably he'd owned it about 16 years or something. So it just needed a bit of a um yeah, a spruce up. There was loads of the classic, you know, cringy posters on the wall that you know that you see around school with all those phrases. And people kept commenting, people were coming back in year eleven that had been with the previous owner in year six or whatever it was, you know, doing their eleven plus entrance exams and were like, Oh, this place looks exactly the same. And I had it several times, like, okay, yeah, it probably does need a bit of a change. So the carpets were all changed and they've been worn out. It's your classic. Um the the oh the lights, the lights flickered so much. <laughs> it were the old, you know, the the strips like these are the oh. collagen ones. Mm. You know, like the clock we had to change them all. And if they were going off, they'd just flicker and they make a loud like blinking noise. Yeah, and they were so frustrating. So, yeah, we decided to do everything at once, and we we've now got LED squares um, instead. So obviously they they're perfect, really really bright. And it's like having yeah a totally new place um, along with a, a big yeah paint job to match our our logo, which is a interestingly white, green, and orange. It was how it was before, and it does work. <laughs> um, so yeah. And so where is it based in Preston? If people are listening and thinking, oh, you know, these services could help my children or, oh, I'm listening and I, I'd like help with that. And they are children. Where are you based and how do people get in touch? Yeah, so we're not far from Preston City Centre, just outside of it. Um, so we're accessible from like Penwortham side. So, yeah, the, the south of Preston or from, yeah, forward and, and north Preston. Um, people come from from Chorley, from Garstang, which is a good 25 minutes, half an hour um, to us. So, yeah, from, from either direction, really, which is great. Um, so, yeah, near, near the city centre. I mean, if you've got an iPhone, um, you can actually type in Preston Tuition Centre on Maps and it, and it comes up, which is really helpful. Um, but, yeah, people want to get in touch. Um, we've got a website. Um, which is preston-tuition.co.uk. But if you Google Preston Tuition Centre, it should hopefully come up near <laughs> near the top or at the top. Um, and it, you've got your directions on there, button that you can click to get directions. And there's a call button as well. Um, if you want to give us a call and have a chat first, um, equally, yeah, email tutorsinpreston at gmail.com. Um, so various ways. But yeah, we should be easy to find. People generally want to have been once, yeah. It's nice and easy. And what makes you different to other tuition um, centres or tutors? You know, um, the ones that maybe come to you, to your house as well. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, originally we started with that where people were coming to our houses and obviously in tuition centres don't really offer that. So we did we did have to make a change where that's not something that we massively push. We try and get people to the centre um, just for ease. Um, so that was something we were wary of because we were moving from one-to-one. I think in people's heads, people love the sound of one-to-one and think it's the best um, for their kid, but it isn't necessarily um, because one-to-one, I think people can, students can feel the pressure of you watching everything they do and you don't give them that time to put things into practice themselves. Like you're always there for them to ask you whenever they want. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's always helpful and they need that time to so that we can see if they've taken it in and so that they can tell if they've taken it in and they don't have someone just next to them so so we'll we'll give them a few minutes um to to yeah see if they've taken things in and we think it works really well but what's different to other centers again i don't want to be negative about other centers because everyone does a great job but we're, we're not a franchise so there are a few franchises that people um will have heard of um the, again, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to name names, but yeah, they've got centres all over and they have to follow a set way of doing things, which which we feel and from feedback really restricts the, the ability to tailor things to the individual. Obviously, there is an ability to do it because that has to be there, but it just doesn't seem in the same way. There's a, like, there's a path to follow sort of thing. You know, if you're in year 10, you, you get this in your assessment, this is where you start sort of thing. 
whereas we we don't really use computers too much to be fair it's there if needed um but yeah we we have people making revision notes like everything that we do in a session is written in a way where it's them writing it and it's almost like an instruction to themselves so that they can come back to it before their exams or whatever it is and read what they've done and understand it so i think we're able to do that whereas yeah some other places it seems a little bit more restricted if that makes sense yeah do you give out homework <laughs> do we give out homework um yeah, we certainly did a bit more before lockdown. We've taken it a little bit easier whilst people are maybe getting back into school and get back into the swing of things. But we're probably getting to that stage now where we're going to have to increase it a little bit. Certainly is for those that are in exam years um, and getting closer to exams. So a little bit. Um, say we've done a couple of topics within the session, you know, simultaneous equations, Pythagoras, whatever it is. Maybe they were okay with Pythagoras during the session, but a little bit of work needed on simultaneous equations. So we'll set them three questions, four questions to do for homework, just just for a little bit that we'll then mark at the start of the next session just to see if they've still understood it. So we we do. Um, sometimes parent requests it, sometimes they leave us to do it. But yeah, we don't want to over overdo homework because we, we understand they get a lot from the schools at the time. Yeah, I feel like when you said Pythagoras then, I always remember on my revision notes, it was like the first thing in my new book and it was like such an... Like I, I feel like I'm not a... Um, what's the word I've not got a photographic memory but I feel like if like with my revision <laughs> yeah. notes and I'd do it I'd shut my eyes and like I can still remember when I did my geography GCSE like rocks and I can imagine I can like visualize where yeah. everything was and I was someone who liked to read it and then like say it's in my memory so like if I wanted to know what like freeze thaw weathering was I'd be like I'd know the whole sentence and I'd know what to like get me the marks and again it's goes back to the whole getting the marks, learning for that. How has the pandemic changed education then in terms of you were probably busier in lockdown when schools were shut as well? Um, Although I, I guess everyone was just trying to get through, weren't they? Exactly. It was, I'm not sure. It's hard to know, actually, if we were busier or not, because it's hard to know what it would have been like if, especially with it only being our second year, yeah, what it would have been like if the pandemic hadn't have happened. So I feel like once things were back a bit, we were kind of fairly similar to what we would have been some people will, will less people were doing tuition in a way because maybe of income for the families that were struggling with jobs or whatever so they maybe they weren't having the extra um but then people that maybe wouldn't have had it um, and that did have funds available were having it because they were aware that it wasn't being provided at the same level through school um but yeah we really feel that we can see um that schools have struggled um i, I don't blame teachers or or schools really in general um it's been a it's been a drastic change and especially recently well when schools have just gone back they're having to they're having people online and in the classroom and that's really difficult when you've got 32 kids and you've got half of them in the classroom and half of them online how to make sure especially those online how to make sure they are taken in just as much as those in class it's difficult some schools did okay with it some schools i think the best that schools did was okay i think which i think that's the best we could expect i think that, yeah some schools did pretty badly in school some schools did really badly with it and, and that's that's just how it's been I think the best schools did genuinely was was okay which means that students at best are struggling a, a tiny bit I think at best all all students are struggling at least a little bit there's not many that have come out of lockdown and online learning that are not behind at least a tiny tiny bit and have missed subjects because some subjects you just can't quite teach online you just can't do it it's just not or they hadn't found a way to do it or didn't feel comfortable doing it um it just didn't seem to work so they've skipped things over until they come back to this year which obviously puts them a little behind 
Um, but yeah, all students that have come to us are at least a little behind, some quite a bit behind and some so far behind. It's it's a little bit worrying and that's just how it is. Um, but that's a challenge for us. Um, it's meant that our numbers are higher than it has been before, which is obviously great, again, from a selfish point of view and from an income point of view, but that's not what it's all about. Obviously, we're there to help people and we're seeing that we're able to do that a lot more this year than we have been in the, the previous two. So that's, I guess, a positive in a way. So for the ones that are like really struggling, would you say they're like a year behind now or, or or do you think teachers realistically should kind of assess everyone and pop them in the right grades? I mean, in the right years or I know that wouldn't be ideal because then people might finish, you know, they might go back down to reception if they're in year two or year one and it's like their friends and everything. What what do you yeah. think would happen? I think it's because it's nationwide, it's not gonna, it's not going to happen like that. Um, because everyone is kind of in a similar ish boat. I think it has spread people out a little bit more. You've always got differentiation that needs taken into account within a classroom. You've got clever kids, you've got people that are naturally not as educationally gifted. Uh, but I think that range has become a bit more spread out, which is, is adding to the challenge. But because it's nationwide, in terms of it's easier to assess this from like a year 10, year 11 point of view, because you're able to take certain bits off the off the exam you're able to drop poetry for english you're you're able to give them the formula sheet for maths you're able to do things that just help them get that tiny little bit of extra grade that maybe they wouldn't have got because they probably deserve it you know they missed out so you help them a little bit i think that's fair but it's hard to assess for those that formula sheet in maths well you did you used to and then they stopped it so then you had to learn them all yeah they they did exactly i had one i think because Um, so how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I've just turned 30, but uh, most people get them around 24. So we'll say 24. <laughs> but I'm 30. Really? I know, yeah. I'll, I'll look about 12. Yeah, so, <laughs> so when so when I I was the year in school when um I can't get I can't believe you're 30, that's just made my mind go. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I am um, I was in the year in school when originally like year 10 and then you did year 10 exams for GCSE and that was like half of your GCSE. I was the first year where you did all your exams at the end of year 11. So year 10. Okay. And then I was the year, the first year that um, ASs didn't count and both years were to the end of your A-level. And I was like, oh, it was all my who did that. He changed it all. And then he got rid of my English presentation and that was like my best. Oh, don't thing. say that name. Yeah, that yeah, that name didn't go down well in education, Michael Gove. No offense to the guy, but <laughs> <laughs> so finally, my question was what's like the future for for you for Preston Tuition Center? What what's what's happening or what's the future? Yeah, I think we've shown slow expansion. Um, and I think I think just yeah, getting more people on board. Obviously, we it is a business at the end of the day. So we want to create space for as many people to come in that want to come in um obviously we've been fairly limited at times with the amount of tutors we've had available um as i say george just does two days for us so then we've had to add another english tutor that does one day so that's now three days of english covered and hopefully we get to the point where you know as well as having four or five days of maths we need four or five days of english and four or five days of science and science is just two days so probably expansion um i think yeah whether that's yeah just getting our name out there or yeah, we've seen slow, so certainly slow growth in general, but fast growth this year with lockdown. But so yeah, I'd say I'd say growing and maybe expanding the subjects that are available. And if there's a need for it, like you say, offering offering languages in the centre. If we get to the point where you know offering the odd one out to tutors to do it over mm-hmm. Zoom isn't enough, um, yeah, then that'd be great. But I think for now, sticking to the core subjects that we've got there, English, maths, and science, in terms of the centre itself, 
and primary um, and yeah expanding those to more days um, and taking on yeah more students I'd say. Yeah and then English maths and science if they get those I think is it the only one humanity and then they get like the English baccalaureate or something like that it's probably changed since I was at school but it sounds really yeah. interesting exciting and it sounds like you know it's a really good place if anyone's needing extra help or just you know wanting to keep on top of of what they're doing um yeah so thanks for joining me on the podcast Danny that was really good pleasure thanks for having me thanks for listening and we'll see you next week to keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire lass Follow on Facebook and Instagram at From a Lancashire Lass.